the word of the Lord from Isaiah chapter 52, verses 7 to 10. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news, who publishes peace, who brings good news of happiness, who publishes salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. The voice of your watchmen, they lift up their voice. Together they sing for joy, for eye to eye they see the return of the Lord to Zion. Break forth together in singing, you waste places of Jerusalem, for the Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord has bared his holy arm before the eyes of all nations, and all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. The text for our gospel proclamation comes from the Old Testament prophecy of Isaiah that I just finished reading for you and serves as the basis of our theme for Christmas Eve, the Merry Christmas we can all talk about. Back on November 4th, I remember my favorite radio morning program, talking about how the Starbucks seasonal cups had arrived and how exciting that was. With drinks like peppermint mocha, caramel brulee latte, toasted white chocolate mocha, chestnut praline latte, and others, the energy surrounding the announcement was very interesting. Then the host asked what they called the seasonal cups. Another replied, I don't think they came up with a name this year. Then a third added, maybe they just want you to call it whatever you want. So the host continued, I'm going to call them our Lord and Savior Jesus birth cups. Hmm, interesting. Have we watered down Christmas so much that even lapsed Catholic atheists want to call it what it is? I remember a boy from my previous congregation who worked at Publix where shopping is apparently a pleasure. A sentiment my wife agrees with. Well, he would always give me the lowdown on when the new Thanksgiving and Christmas salt and pepper shakers came out so I could add them to my collection before they sold out. He once told me that he came up with the perfect solution when servicing customers that was all-inclusive by greeting them with, Happy Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. I'm not sure if he included everyone or just offended everyone. I remember working in haberdashery retail. I was clearly instructed to simply say, happy holidays or nothing at all. I was cool with that because I knew what made the day holy. Jesus, after all, he is the reason for the season, yeah? Regardless of how you heard it in the stories this Advent and Christmas season, I'm sure some slipped in Merry Christmas reading your faces correctly, knowing that we are celebrating the birth of the Savior tonight who brought peace between God and man into the world for good. And the prophet Isaiah, 700 years before Jesus came in the flesh in that dank cave with cattle and sheep and goats to be crowned the king of the universe, but laid in a feeding trough for a bed, was predicted to come just like he did. It's always darkest before the dawn. Having served in the army myself and being forced to get up at four in the morning every day when I was, I can assure you this is true. We could barely see each other on the runs during PT, 
But I guess that was good. None of us ever had a smile on our face anyway. How ironic that we celebrate the light of the world, Jesus and the darkness just before dawn. But when you realize what was going on historically before Jesus arrived, you can understand how dark the world was to the people of God. For 400 years, the prophets were silent and no one heard from God. The Greeks and then the Romans had taken over the promised land and their freedom to worship God was on an allowed basis, not anything like our God-given inalienable rights to worship God today, as stated in the Declaration of Independence and affirmed in our Constitution. No, our temple was desecrated, our faith limited, and our freedom to express it restricted. It was indeed dark days. Any day now, the Romans could destroy everyone, and if everyone in the world had the power to do so, they did. That dark cloud made them yearn for the birth of the Messiah to free them and lead them to the new kingdom that could never be vanquished by anyone. And Isaiah predicted that light, which came in the form of a star that led the Magi with gifts for a king to the child Jesus and shepherds terrified at night to seek him out this night we celebrate. But Jesus would not be greeted by the most powerful empire in the world. Jesus would not be received as the Messiah by the leaders of the church in that day. In fact, the king of the universe would have to give up his divinity and be yoked as a mere mortal man coming in the person of a child and a very humble one at that. Just a simple, by-word, blue-collar worker, if you will, who would understand normal Lake County people like no other powerful leader ever could. I mean, we're just out here on our own, are we not? The governor used to be our representative, and to my knowledge, he never came out to see us here in Eustace. I'm not saying he didn't care about us. He just likely got more bang for his buck in more powerful counties in his district. Far as I know, no other major powerful figure has either. Certainly no presidents, kings, or parliament leaders. But you know who came and continues to come every time we worship together? The Universal Prince of Peace. That's right. The most important leader of all time, who still lives and reigns at the right hand of the Father, comes here tonight to be with you and celebrate his flesh and bone birthday with you. But that's not the only way he will come. He will come again for the final time to establish his eternal and everlasting kingdom with him. This is when we will have our heavenly mansion with our eternal new heavens and earth, and we'll live in Christmas peace forever. That's the real arrival of Christ. That's the Merry Christmas we can all talk about. Amen. Now may that peace which surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus always. Amen. <laughs>